right, everybody, and welcome to the first movie special of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Stefan J.D. Stuart Hughes. Tiffany Elberton. I'm returning again, my wife. All right, and Stuart, do you want to introduce the lovely movie we decided to go with for our first movie special? Yes, uh, we are. Let's say we are playing. We are not <laughs> playing. We are watching the 2006 French-Canadian movie Silent Hill. I did not know it was French Canadian until I opened up the Wikipedia <laughs> right before this recording. Yeah, it's uh, the easiest way to tell is that some of the like background actors, the extras that have speaking roles, have like these very French Canadian accents that I did not notice until I just watched it. Uh, watched it again for this episode. Like one of the nuns is like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that." I'm like, "Aren't they supposed to be in Pennsylvania?" <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help you. Yeah, but it's a uh, for for those who don't know about Silent Hill. Basically, the plot of the movie is that Rose Roder Mitchell takes her her adopted daughter to the town of Silent Hill to like find out what's causing all this like emotional grief and sleepwalking that she's going through. And then uh, shit hits the fan immediately. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I this was I had never watched like uh, who here has actually watched this movie before. This for me, this was my first time ever watching. I knew about it back in 06, but I never I don't like horror movies, so I didn't ever watch this. I saw this in theaters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I probably couldn't get anyone to go with me. And actually, a fair amount of people saw this in theaters. Okay, so this technically, it opened number one at the box office for, I think, April. April wasn't, like, the craziest month in 2006 for movies. So that's not, like... What was it against? It was against, like, Benchwarmers and RVs (laughs) and Scary Movie 4. So it wasn't, like, no wonder it is a month. But it still did pretty well. Like it, it was a, it was a financial success. It, and it's funny looking cool. at the release dates on Wikipedia. It doesn't even give me USA; it just gives me Canada and France. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, I, oh. I completely forgot about the whole French Canadian thing. <laughs> this was just a, a strange movie, though. Like, you, I mean, I, I did like the main actress, Rada Mitchell. Right, Rada that's Mitchell. who played. Yeah. Rose she, she has a history of being in kind of like under like. Like under the radar weird horror movies. Hey, she was in phone booth. She was in phone booth. She was in the crazies. Isn't she in Man on Fire? Or yep. on yeah, she is. She's in Man on Fire. She's in Pitch Black. Pitch Black is a good movie. She's a. She's in a movie that I really like that no one else has ever heard of called PU239, which was a. You're right. HBO movie. About, yeah. I'll just let people look it up. Everyone should watch PU239. It's really good. It was just. It was just strange. Like even right in the beginning, you know, you you get to see the family, you see Sean Bean. I'm like, oh well, he's dead. But that, that went a little... <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Okay, so hold on. That's one thing. That's the first thing I want to talk about in this movie: Sean Bean plays uh, Rada Mitchell's husband, Christopher De Silva. He doesn't <laughs> die in this movie. <laughs> this movie. Spoiler! Oh, he's, before we, I forgot. He's before in we a horror far, movie. And he doesn't spoiler. die. <laughs> we should say spoilers for this movie and oh, probably yeah. spoilers for Silent Hill. I almost for, I forgot to say that. Then we, you yeah, cover doesn't... the game. We already so... talked about yeah. the game, though. So yeah, so I'm that was our about... first game that we talked yeah. about, right? And so Second game, movie, which yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or if that was accidental. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't accidental. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought like one thing I think is funny, like because like looking at the game, the game you have Harry Mason, mm-hmm. but here they go with a female, which actually did sound better because it would have been weird. Like I'm looking for a little girl, not my daughter. Just have you seen a little girl? There's. <laughs> My little girl. I'm looking yeah. for like. I mean, I'm glad I didn't go that route because that wouldn't have worked in a movie. Like it sort of worked it's, in the game. It's pretty interesting, I think, because I was I was thinking about it while watching it again. I was like, it's this is a movie with like seven important characters, and five of them are female. And it's a video game movie, <laughs> and none of them are yeah. like blatantly like popping out of their shirts or anything. There was nothing. Yeah. Was, I mean, was maybe good. a little later, but nothing felt overly sexualized, really. No, it was, it was just like, they're, all, they're all important <laughs> actual characters. This movie, not the, not the main. Silent Hill like, technically passes the Bechdel test. Like uh, <laughs> Sybil Bennett, the one who's played by whatever Officer Hot Pants. She's played by Laurie Holden, who also has a weird like pattern regarding like horror movies. Laurie Holden, who is also Angela in Walking Dead, she's also in like The Mist and a couple. Mm-hmm. Of, she, I really like Laurie Holden, and she has a habit of whenever she's in anything, like. Like, have you ever heard about, like, Tom Cruise's acting habits where he's always running or, like, um, yeah. Brad Pitt is always eating stuff? Laurie Holden is always yelling sensible things at crazy people. 
<laughs> it's like she she's always cast in a role where she yells logic at people who are clearly insane. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I did like funny. Funny Sorry, enough, though, something about the uh, <laughs> fact that there's only like two male characters in this movie. <laughs> it was actually man mandated by the studio to include them in the script. That's why right. in the movie. Yeah, that's why in the movie when they're on their whole investigation or whatever, that actually ends up going nowhere. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really like knowing that now because that makes it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because it felt like yeah. they didn't belong. At you could have yeah. you could have cut it out yeah. for those That's who don't know like while all the silent hill stuff is going around they keep cutting back to sean bean and uh kim Coates, who's in this as a very sensible human being for some reason it's like his most yeah. sensible role he's played um no i mean yeah, i did just, like... just always kind of like looking around and then it doesn't matter and they don't really pertain to the story in any way his character never ages as well because if you remember he takes Alessa out of the fire when 30 years previously. Yeah. Oh, and he looks yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out if there was some weird like time dilation stuff going on because they also talk about um, the uh, crazy chick that came across Anna, who's like, she keeps talking about like, oh, our elders, elders built the city. You yeah. know, I was, I was like, is that like a time dilation thing? Like, is time different in Silent Hill, like in the dark Silent Hill, or is it? Like, she just doesn't understand. I couldn't really tell. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that this movie kind of, like, tries to answer, and I wish it didn't. But we'll yeah. talk about that. <laughs> well, even just in the beginning, how they get the Silent Hill, like, that was, in. I mean, I don't really remember much of Silent Hill opening when we played the game, but just the fact that, like, you know, she's driving, and the cops following her, then they end up getting It's pretty similar, actually. This... Yeah, this, she thought she kidnapped me, kid, I think. Well, yeah, this what the way that this happened actually plays out is actually really stupid because there's <laughs> absolutely no reason why Sybil Bennett should be following her because she like what's she gonna give her a ticket for like drawing on Alessa's or whatever her name's drawing like mm. there's no reason and then and then when she pulls her over she just takes off yeah. for no reason I think she thought that uh, like it seemed like the cop was gonna like arrest them and take the kid away because she's like oh this lady's crazy but to be fair the lady was crazy yeah, yeah i mean the whole like let's the go opening where you're having you're similar having i mean not the opening with the girls sleepwalking but like how they get to silent hill is is fairly similar to how they get to silent hill in the first game where harry mason like crashes in town and wakes up and he's suddenly in he's suddenly in silent hill and like his daughter's gone this game takes a lot of story elements from like silent hill one two and three and mashes them together Mm -hmm. I mean, Silent Hill, the second Silent Hill movie, which we're not going to talk about, <laughs> um, not now. No. is pretty much Silent Hill 3, just retold. Because that, that's one thing they also they also change the names of some of the characters, like the girl who's yes. essentially, God, what the hell is her name in uh, Alessa. First Silent Hill? Oh, in the first, um, I think she's also Alessa in the first Silent Hill, right? Alessa yeah, was still the same, but Cheryl? Cheryl? Yeah. Cheryl, yeah. Yeah, she's Cheryl, okay. and this she's Sharon. Yeah, which I, which is a, I was is a like, weird change. the same girl? Essentially the same girl. Yeah. Yeah. In the in here they just call her Sharon. I and then her real name was Alessa because she was the girl that they're chasing after Sharon is the good version of Alessa who was tortured and mangled. Yeah. There's three different Alessas in this movie. There's Sharon De Silva, who's like the manifestation of Alessa's good side. Then there's Alessa, who's like the actual girl, and then there's Dark Alessa, who's like kind of uh her like it goes back and forth whether or not she's like the bad side of alessa that's some manifestation or if she's like the devil or something mm -hmm. <laughs> she just shows up accurate accurate representation i think yeah because she says that quote like i go by many names not just one or whatever yeah, yeah so you're like is... okay is this like a is this like the spirit of silent hill or something coming out what like what what is her because this game changes okay i keep calling it a game this movie <laughs> which I brought this up when we played Silent Hill. Um, the movie changes the rules of Silent Hill, which I'm fine with. I'm 100% fine with them changing the rules. It's a very it's a very vague, ambiguous set of rules defining Silent Hill throughout all the games. So I'm fine with them changing that and just having the atmosphere. But this yeah. does, it, it takes it a little strangely where like Silent Hill was created rather than always existing as this kind of like evil force or just being this like alternate universe. Like Silent Hill kind of is made. By Alessa. 
And another thing they changed too is that Silent Hill kind of revolves around the personality of whoever's going towards it, and mm-hmm. they see they see their version, and other people see their different their other version. So, for instance, mm-hmm. James Sutherland, <coughs> the nurses were look the way they look in Silent Hill too, because they're a manifestation of his sexual frustrations. So, in in the movie, them looking the same way as they do in Silent Hill to the game doesn't really make sense other than no. aesthetically <laughs> pleasing we just want to yeah. see hot weird nurses well you could say like i would use the word hot people but bring okay. that up argument up a lot and i agree <laughs> with it it's dumb that they like I, I on one hand it's dumb that they keep having the nurses they had the nurses and pyramid head in this but they do that in the games too the nurses and pyramid head show up in like every subsequent game because they just became a staple of the series right. even though they were supposed to be this very specific manifestation of this very specific person's like mental state, but no, they're just they just represent anything to anybody now. Because <laughs> I mean, nurses were in the first also, uh huh. Nurses were in the first game too, so I was okay with that. Um, I don't mm. think they were. were they? they are. They're not like because it's PS One graphics. They're, so yeah, they're not like the same. They're in it. I think they're, they're just they're like puppets of Alessa is yeah. what it is. So they look different, and sort of the doctors. Yeah, they look like more traditional nurses or like yeah like old school nurses rather than like busty like (laughs) boobs coming out of an evil face um i mean yeah but i just i really don't like going to the hospital it's awful nurses (laughs) coming creeping down the hallway you know i think i I saw somewhere that they got um they got like dancers to play the nurses because the i mean the nurse like the nurses in the movie are actually really creepy and i think really well done they've got that like you're just like jolting movement that's just that super part, like ballet dancers. that part was yeah. freaky i mean when she has the flashlight and they're all looking at her what's with the flashlight i don't get it the fla- oh uh, they tell her earlier like, don't move they tell her earlier when they give her the flashlight they're like you'll need this to see but it also oh, God, I, yeah i have the quote written down um it attracts yeah. them for this one scene in the movie yeah they'll be drawn to the light but you won't be able to see without it when they hand her the flashlight they say that which as Mike pointed out to me and Stefan, who didn't know, works in the fucking game, too. Yeah. <laughs> you turn yeah. off your flashlight and you were just, like, guessing where to go. <laughs> uh, another thing they take from the game, too, and they use in the movie, they just show it once. I actually didn't follow if it, if it, if it does it through the whole movie, but when Sybil Bennett and uh, Rose are... Well, she's arresting Rose. Uh, their radios start to s- static. Yes. Yeah, they do that too. Awesome monster. Scene. Yeah, yeah. They do that through uh, throughout the game, uh, throughout the movie. Yeah, um, but she like her radio gets like smashed at some point, so it stops. But yeah, I really like that as well. They do it for a couple things. Yeah. They do it with the radio multiple times. They do it with something else. I got, I enjoyed that part. So I'm like, oh, it's a callback to the game. You know, the yeah. there's a point where Rhonda Mitchell's like running through the school, and uh, or running through, yeah, it's the old school building, and a door doesn't open. And I was like, was that a reference? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that door just locked and it's like part of filmmaking or was it a reference to that door was locked that school was awesome like when they when she goes and she's looking for i think she's trying to find something in the little office and it had like a little like Ice half baby. i was getting there <laughs> um and it had like the half kind of like the little like the window thing you know in a, in a in a, i'm like oh that's just from the game i remember going to that office it looked it looked a lot like the game except way better yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like say what you will about this movie it the the visuals are phenomenal like yeah it's like this is a very visually interesting movie and the imagery is very very reminiscent of silent hill like they got the atmosphere down perfectly oh and since she had brought up a little bit go like right before she goes to that school when she's in that random room when she first enters the dark world she's getting chased by what i consider knife baby so that's what they they remind (laughs) me of the kids that you fight in the school yeah they didn't have knife but i got so happy i was like knife baby (laughs) those are almost the same exact model as uh that enemy in uh, Silent Hill Homecoming. So I've always wondered if, like, when Homecoming came out, if they went back to the movie and they're like, "Yeah, we should reuse these assets." Like, <laughs> we've got this. Like, if they had concept art laying around. Like, yeah, we like that. We like how that looks. Yeah, uh, the CGI in this movie actually holds up all right. The knife babies are not CGI though. No, they're not. And the um, the bar. I don't. I don't know what his name is. Well, his name is Colin in the movie, but I call him Barbed Wire Man. Uh, the Barbed Wire Man is also not CGI. That's really well done. Yeah. When they go, uh, when she goes in the bathroom and it like 
it changes and the oh when the janitor in the toilet comes like crawling out. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like a contortionist or something. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. a perfect like, Silent Hill moment. She opens She opens the door in the bathroom stall and sees this like she's looking for Alessa and like Alessa disappears in this bathroom. She opens this last stall and it's a guy like completely mangled by barbed wire, like tied up and contorted with it. And uh she has to like pull a key out of his mouth, which is very silent hill. Yeah, and that then the world, change, me the games. world changes and he comes alive and he like crawls out, but he can't use his feet, so he's like crawling on his waist, and it's just super creepy and so well yeah. done. That that was a creep part. And also, like, didn't they kind of insinuate it was not till way later, but they kind of insinuate that he had like hurt her or something? He had, molested? yeah. Like he had raped he her. He molested her. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got from it too, which I could also <laughs> kind of fit with the whole like him being tight, you know, in that position. That- and that I was part of the reason why they burned her, too, is because they saw it like Alessa in the game is because she has superpowers. They want to bring forth a god yeah, or whatever. They're trying to, like, control her for their own means. In the yeah. In the movie, they're yeah. like, it's yeah. evil and she needs to be destroyed. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're crazy religion, religion cultists. Yeah, yeah. they're witch hunters. Rather than being in the games, they're witches. In the movie, they're witch hunters. Oh. Yeah, that's the big Yeah. Story. It kind but, of fit uh, that whole. That we'll get a religious cult later. Colin, the the molesting janitor, as I will now refer to him. Um, Colin, the molesting janitor, is the same actor who played Pyramid Head in the movie. Oh, oh really? yeah. I did Pyramid not Head. know if that was meant to be like a. I didn't know if that was just like, hey, let's just reuse this actor because he's good at doing these like really physical, physical motions, or if it was like, yeah, because it's Silent Hill, he's just going to keep reappearing. <laughs> I mean the. The pyramid head was cool in this movie, like when he shoves his sword through things and all the bugs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool. I mean, pyramid head to me didn't feel necessary because when I see pyramid head, I think of Silent Hill two and everything mm-hmm. with, with that character and what that brought and that nothing had to do with that movie with it within this movie. Other yeah. than this is iconic. It's more of like a later Silent Hill thing where he becomes more of like the the warden of Silent Hill. Okay, and that's how he feels in the movie. He's like he's kind of like an assigned warden who's more or less leading the demons like he's he's the only one that has like some semblance of control or consciousness and he also gave me my favorite scene in the movie which is oh my god grabs that little girl and rips her clothes off and then he rips her skin off and just tosses it like it's nothing that That was just that was awesome that was two very different reactions from me and mike (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) that was gory Oh, I, like she like she said, I looked away. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is. Uh, I think that's the moment where I realized I love this movie or I love <laughs> I, I love the like imagery of this movie. Like this movie does like really creepy, horrific things really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, will, I will give it that. Yeah, it's like its biggest failing is every time people talk. Like if you were to watch this movie on mute, it would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't mind I didn't mind the talking. I just didn't like everything with Sean Bean. Just like we were talking about earlier. It just it just felt so unnecessary and it took away from the story I care about. I care about Rose running around in Silent Hill. Well now that we know he's not he wasn't meant to be in it. Like this makes movie more needs sense. a like a, a director's cut where they just remove Sean Bean and Kim Coates. The only uh, thing he played a part that continued with the plot of the movies when he goes to the orphanage and you kinda you know are filling in that story of how uh, Sharon is Alessa and mm-hmm. all that, and how it's the same girl from 1974. Yeah, but they also cover that in Rodham. Like, you could tell that part oh, yeah, was filmed at a different time, probably way later. Like, they probably had to do that after the fact because they also have this insane, like, exposition dump right when the third act starts. And it's it's a yeah. very video game yeah. thing to do where it's like, I'm just going to throw all the story at you now because this is where you've earned it. But in the movie, it's just like, all right, we're going to take a 15-minute break and talk about everything that happens. I, like, uh, I didn't need this. I didn't want this in this movie. This A Silent Hill movie would do really well from removing any kind of exposition and just, like, things just happen. And you kind of have to, you kind of have to, like, make some assumptions about what's going on. Yeah. I think, like, the part when she's in the school and she's being, I think it was the school, she's being, yeah, it was the school, she's being chased by the miners with a little, little, oh, yeah. little canary. They look like Chernobyl all- liquidators. <laughs> and all of a sudden, when the bird starts going crazy, like they're like, "Oh fuck!" And they just mm-hmm. take all oh, yeah. on in that part. That's something awesome. that's not in the games. I, I believe mm-hmm. I don't think that canary. The canaries are never in the games. I thought that was a really nice touch. 
Well, it kind of fit the fact that I'm like, okay, it's a mining town. At first, I had thought maybe they were somebody that was like displaced from time or something because they were miners. I did, this is before you know, you find out about the cult and all these people really living in yeah. living. Yeah, they in just it. show up out of nowhere. There's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, yeah. This get the this has a lot of characters in it for a, a Silent Hill movie, but I think it works because well, it works for in some aspects because like all the people in the church. I love whoever did the casting. For like the church scene, they deserve all the fucking awards because they got like <laughs> some of the weirdest looking people to just stand in the background and be these like totally like, it's people out of like a David Lynch movie or like a uh, <laughs> like Pink Flamingos or something like it's, it's John Waters. That's who it is. It's like people out of like a John Waters. Movie. They're just so weird <laughs> and creepy. Yeah. Like the tall dude, the tall dude who's just behind Christabel at all times. who's like an eight foot tall dude with long, straight black hair. He was creepy as hell. Yeah, he looks like young Lurch from the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we, like with the bugs, like when when you had the miners and they get eaten by the bugs and she's running through the school, that part was also like just I I really like those giant bugs for some reason. Yeah, those were really creepy. really creepy too. Where like they one turns over and has a human face. I was yeah. Really and I did love when you start whenever whenever they had the scene when you watch the world start to take the dark world starts to take over. That was just awesome. Seeing everything yeah. start to fluctuate. Yeah, I don't mind feeling that this movie had a lot of really bad studio interference because yeah. I don't want to like I don't want to give too much credit to the director and say like oh he's a genius or anything, but my like what I got was that he was trying to make this very like art house like movie with very little dialogue and very little actually like very little people actually talking. It was just going to be really creepy atmosphere building up this really ambiguous story, and they I actually yeah. Yeah, I I can see that in there, and I really want that, and I would just I would love for someone to take another stab at this movie and do it that way. I think it could turn out really well done, just really beautiful. They could have done that too easily because if anyone picked it up, they actually use Akira Nakamura's or Yamaoka's uh, music from the game yeah. in the movie. Yeah, there's okay, only which was... one. There's only one bit of music that isn't in the games. Right. That's, uh, that's Johnny Cash. Yep. <laughs> I was wondering because when we started, oh, I was like, "What?" <laughs> we started the movie up. I was like, "Why does this sound familiar?" And I couldn't remember if it was from Dexter or from Silent Hill. I've been watching a lot of Dexter lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Oh, yeah, that's they, right. they do a lot of like. <laughs> yeah, the music is fantastic. I mean, Promise plays whenever Alessa starts showing up, and that's great. Just the atmospheric music when, like, that first scene when they realize the town is cut off and they can't leave, and it's Sybil looking over the cliff. I love that. Used to be my desktop wallpaper for a long time because like, that's just such a like a great scene well that also felt like the game you know here you are in this town and every road out of the town is gone mm-hmm. yeah well that also comes to another question when sean bean and them are in the town are like they never see them you know it felt like they were right near them yeah. a couple points that's when it kind of changes the rules a lot where it's like the town in the games the town is just this place like it, it, it implies that there's like a lot of psychological stuff going on but it's still a place that they are. Whereas in the movie, it's like they're in a totally different dimension or something. Okay. Right. Or they're in a different reality. Because that kind of confused me a couple times throughout this movie. I do, Especially the Sean Bean stuff. I do like the visuals of that. I really like Sean Bean being in the town. And like you'll notice watching it that uh, everything still looks like like really hazy. Like it, mm-hmm. it felt like they took all the gray smoke effects and they just changed them to black in post-reduction and like filmed in daytime because it has this it does have this like black smoke that's just hanging around very mildly everywhere. So the town looks like it's still on fire and they have this like really red hue to it when they film in Sean Bean's like actual reality. I do like that visually as like a, a contrast to what's going on in the mental Silent Hill, but I don't know. It's like it's not good enough to keep that stuff in there, right? And another nice little callback they do that a lot of people, like especially people who went to the movie theater and don't know anything about Silent Hill, they still could have picked up on it when she's looking at the maps when she's trying to go through the town, oh, being yeah, kind yeah. of being led by <laughs> Alessa. It shows the street names, and some of them are named after famous writers like Bachman mm-hmm. and. Uh, I mean, stuff like that people could pick up on, but I just I just thought it was hilarious that they included that for no reason. It's I there like for like scene. two seconds. Yeah. 
And yeah. I saw the hospital. I'm like, she's going to follow the game, go to the hospital after the school. That's a very good callback to the game as well. To the map, and it's like, memorize where you need to go based on this map mm-hmm. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take it with you. I, yeah, that's it's. there's so much in this movie that could be so good, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy, the girl they got to play Alessa, um, she's also, she does the little sisters in Bioshock 2. They they clearly like cared about who they were picking and like how they were doing this because I mean Alessa's got this perfectly creepy voice. Uh, the actress who plays Christabel, Alice Cree, is the board queen in Star Trek. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I should have caught that, but I did not. <laughs> it's just like there's so many good actors and people like show. I mean the uh, the guy who plays Adam, who's like to bring it back to the weirdos that are all standing behind Christabel. Um, there's over. one dude, there's like a bunch of weirdos, and then there's one dude who's just bald. <laughs> it's like, he's just a totally normal dude, but he's bald. And it's like, is he supposed to be weird because he's bald? Or is he, is he like the most normal one? And so he's the lieutenant because he's the most normal. But uh, that guy, Adam, he was, uh, he was a voice actor for Dino Crisis. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, they clearly went to the effort of getting people who kind of had some experience in horror and had some experience in doing games. Right. And we should we should talking about them as well. Their whole point in the story is completely different from the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie version, they're they're thinking that they survived the apocalypse. Yes. And OK, that's that, what got me confused, too. Uh, yeah. And they are. Yeah, they do. And the weird part is that, like, it all kind of ties together back to like the dark Alessa or whatever. Yeah. Like her whole plan doesn't really make sense because like for 20 years, she's been like haunting them 30 years. for some reason, 30 years, 30 for years. Some reason, she's been unable to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And she'll like let them go out and scavenge for food and stuff and then go back to the church. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. And somehow <laughs> they, they know women, like though. when, when like the darkness mm-hmm. quote unquote is going to come. And so yeah. they're all able to like scurry back to the church. And so you have to think like Pyramid Head. Also, Pyramid Head isn't like Alessa's. She's not like he's not like Alessa's minion. He like directly works for Dahlia for some reason. Yeah, that yeah. also threw, that also threw me off. And also the fact like Dahlia's not the villain. Like in the game, she's the villain. And I was like, okay. And that was all just strange too. Yeah, in the movie, she exists as like a kind of foil for Rodda Mitchell's character Rose. She's like the She's like the auntie mom, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like, let her daughter get burned alive. Pyramid head on Anna, and you're like, wait, hold on, what? I thought you weren't a witch. You just what the fuck's going on? Do you have control <laughs> or do you not? Because at the end of the movie, it's like she's left alive, and it's like, oh, Alessa didn't kill me. And it's like, yeah, but like, aren't you? Don't you have powers? Like you, you use them. What's I was going on? The same thing. It's like they again. It feels like another part where they someone intervened and said, "No, nah, no, nah, we're not going that yet." No, we already filmed it, put in the movie. But we're not doing yeah. that. Let's keep going. They needed a cool scene with Pyramid, and I mean, to be fair, it was a cool scene, but it didn't make any sense. I thought he was going <laughs> to kill her too. I was yeah. waiting for. It. I think it, I don't know if if Pyramid Head was going to be like specifically her thing, then I don't know. The movie should have ended with like a weird shot of like her staying in Silent Hill with Pyramid Head. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Pyramid Head with some mannequins. I was bummed I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of mannequins in the movie. Which fits the whole oh, Silent yeah. Hill. Which is I mean, which again doesn't come into Silent Hill, I think, till two, right, with all the mannequins? Oh mm-hmm. I don't think they no. were in the first one. I don't think it's until three. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I yeah. know Cheryl Mason deals with a bunch of mannequins. I don't think they're in two. They might be. But I know I know they're definitely in three, because when they do the uh, remake of three as well. They are all over the place, and there's some really great visuals with them. The mannequins are always really creepy. I think well, there might say, be one or two mannequins in two. There definitely in two, but there's a scene with Pyramid Head where you see him outside of a closet doing things in mannequins. In that's two. Uh, no, that's the nurses. That's the nurses? Oh, yeah, that's, that's been a while. Nurses. I mean, the nurses look very similar to the mannequins. They're both like human-shaped, sized, white blobs. Big-breasted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now the mannequins, like when they start showing up in the later games, though they they're they're similar to the nurses, but I think they have a little bit more. I don't know. They've always unnerved me more than the nurses because the they nurses are creepy, but the mannequins have that like clicking that they do. Uh-huh. And there's one that turns into like a giant spider. It's really creepy. <laughs> I really need to play more of the series. I think the mannequin spider shows up in the second Silent Hill movie. Oh, I was like, that wasn't in this movie. Yeah. 
No, and I mean everything like when that that first this scene. Bronchitis podcast, by the way. Stefan and I are both coughing. <laughs> I've been coughing, but oh. thankfully not during this recording. But like when you first, I did like that scene when Sybil Bennett first sees the monsters and realizes mm-hmm. there's something wrong with this place and starts to shoot whatever the hell that thing is and just shoots the hell out of it. Oh yeah. Like, she like calls out to it first and it's like, like, hey, we need help. Where are you? Because you just see it in the distance in the fog. It's a perfect Silent Hill moment of like some weird creatures in the fog and it looks vaguely human. So she's like, Oh, it's somebody that can help us. And then it appears and it's not someone that can help them. No. Oh yeah. And what's really cool is after she kills it, she looks up at the Hills and there's like all these other ones, like just standing oh, yeah. there staring down at them. That's um, that a little creepy. <laughs> talking about, uh, mentioned that in, in homecoming. I think there's a sequence in homecoming. That's almost exactly like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Homecoming is an underrated Silent Hill game. I think. Has a lot of very good imagery. Like the yeah, that one's not talked about much. No, sadly. Yeah, it's just I don't know. There's again, there's so much in this movie that could be awesome. Like the way it's filmed is really well done. There's they play around with like space a lot. There's a lot of really there's a lot of wide shots which felt very reminiscent of the first game, where it's like mm-hmm. it'll be a wide shot, but it'll be up from like the corner of a room with almost like a slight fisheye lens, so the room looks unnatural. I mean, there's also mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of scenes where they they'll leave a place like they leave the church and they go to the like the hotel or the hell they went to. Lots of scenes where they leave a place and the, and they walk like maybe ten seconds or five seconds and they're then they're somewhere else. I blinked and missed it. <laughs> you kept missing all those. <laughs> there was a shot where um, Rod, they're in the hotel and Rod, they jump over to like the factory next door and Rada Mitchell starts hearing Alessa and chasing after her. And there's a shot in the movie where Rada Mitchell is. Like running along, trying to find Lessa, and she hears somebody up above, and the camera pans up a stairwell, like a uh, a fire escape stairwell, and then Rod Mitchell runs back into frame up the stairwell, and it's a really, really well done shot, <laughs> like to the point that I was like, oh, that doesn't belong in this kind of movie. That it's, kind of, <laughs> it's like a David Fincher shot or something. <laughs> I did like I think it was around the time when she first she, when she sees Alessa, and then she's like, they lit me on fire, and then she you know all the all of the fire goes on her arms. That was a creepy scene too. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's the kind of movie that like the imagery is so good. There's so much atmosphere and there's so much good like filmmaking. I mean, there's a point where Rod Mitchell's like running down a hallway, and the camera like zooms past her to a door, and that's kind of how the transitions happen. It's like that's a really good transition. That mm-hmm. I have to wonder how much of this movie was like, no, we need a lot of story in here. Like, I have to wonder if he gave this to the studio and there was like no dialogue. Because there's also a lot of weird ADR <laughs> in this as well, where there's like so little dialogue. And then they were like, now you need to like explain this. And so I, like the, the parts where it does flashbacks in the old VHS style, which I mean, it was in the first Silent Hill game. I have to wonder if that wasn't in there. And they said, no, no, you need this story. And so he's like, fine, I'll do the story, but I'll do it in the Silent Hill style. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, the movie is two hours long, and it feels like it was initially only supposed to be an hour and ten minutes, hour and fifteen minutes. That would have worked better because I mean, like for us, we watched it on Sony Crackle, which is not the way to watch this movie. (laughs) No, Um, Sony Sony Crackle is not 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 good. That's how I have to watch uh, Tokyo Godfathers because it never got an American release. Um, Sony Crackle is where movies go to die. Okay, well, for those that haven't used Sony Crackle, it's like vegetable life support <laughs> just barely well, holding on one it gives you ads and the ads are, i'm like okay i'll handle an ad but for some reason a couple of the ads it would play two seconds wait three seconds play two seconds of the ad wait three more seconds then i was like oh god this is the minnesota twins ad overloaded it and you'll get like, just, like stopped, and that was you get like 30 ads in a movie too it's such a yeah, it was too ads. much like i we watched this movie we watched half of it one night and the second night watch the other the other hour so for us it was a little bit broken up too which makes it a little different of experience <laughs> It's again, you should watch same, this movie should be watching one sitting. It's probably like the same amount of commercials you'd have to deal with watching a movie on TV, but they're broken up into like thirty second bits, and so they're just constantly hitting you. It's it kind of because I'm used to watching everything on Netflix and who you know Netflix mainly, and there's mm. no commercials, so it kind of I didn't like it. But every now and then, my uh, every now and then my cookies on like Chrome will reset, and I'll log, I'll like I'll get on YouTube and I won't be logged in, and I'll get like. I will get angry. I'll be mad. I'm like an ad will show up. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm paying for no ads. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm punishing you. The amount of anger I feel when I see a commercial nowadays when I'm not watching TV, it's it's ridiculous. I understand that it's ridiculous. But I'm like, 
an adult show, I'm like, this is bullshit. This is like, this is fucked up. Like, I act like it's some sort of <laughs> some sort of crime against my rights. Just like I don't have to pay for no ads. Oh, what was that? So I mean, after did you get the part where she gets to the church and then she meets up with everyone? They take her to that last building to go meet Alessa or whatever the hell she's gonna go do there. Or the thing, the flashlight. Was that the hotel or what? Or is that what building was that? Yeah, yeah, that was, was. the. Yeah, it's it's the basement of the hotel that they're putting they're sending it to. Which okay. has which one of the stupidest parts in it? Because Sybil basically commits suicide in that scene. I have yeah, no that, idea why she didn't get in the elevator with Rose. Yeah, <laughs> they just needed a way for Lori Holden to die. <laughs> well, she did. Just well, not then. Well, they, not then. I thought they were gonna beat her. To they did close enough. I mean, <laughs> they just start beating her and beating her and beating her. I feel like her face wasn't beat up enough. No. Yeah, a lot of pipes they hit her with. No. no, they just broke her ribs and stuff. And uh, yeah, they're beating her with giant lead pipes, and like I think one of them has her like police baton and like a yeah. flashlight, and it's just like, oh god, she's dead. She's a hundred percent dead. And then she shows up later, and she's like, oh, yeah. she's just. And then she shows up. Oh, okay. I did like that scene though, when that woman picks up the uh, got the the locket and sees the sees the daughter's face, and she's like, "You oh, are yeah. the witch." Her face changes a hundred percent. Like it pulls a one eighty, where she's like, "Oh, and here's your locket, witch." <laughs> Much as I hated her in this oh, movie, I did not. But that was she cool. Played it well, though. Yeah, yeah. Alice Creek's yeah. a good actress. Yeah. She was already on Star. edge by. She was already on edge by those Sybil hot pants, <laughs> and that just pushed her over. Watch first contact <laughs> as a board queen. She's great. <laughs> yeah, I can. I didn't like. I mean, Sybil was all right in this movie. There were some cool parts with her, and she was more like felt like character actually knew what the hell was going on. When, I mean, in a way, at least was reacting correctly to what was happening. I should say that's what I was at say. first, and then halfway through the movie, they completely changed roles. Where Sybil is like, like freaking out, and Rose, who's been freaking out the entire movie, is suddenly like, "Don't worry, everything's fine. Just we'll do <laughs> this, and everyone remain calm, and we're all good." <laughs> like Sybil goes from being this like badass cop with this awesome backstory to like like oh god what's gonna happen to us? Oh, like that useless backstory that like oh so many years ago someone dropped a kid down a mine shaft we're not gonna talk about yeah. that nothing to do with this yeah. movie. Like, so many years it's ago. like it like it's meant yeah. to act as like oh like this character um, cares about children and so like that's why she's important to Rose right now but it's like yeah she's also a cop you can kind of just assume that she's like. She's she's also a cop and a human being. You can kind of just assume, assume she'll assume care anything. about a child. Do not assume anything. Do not assume. Do not assume this this small town cop gives a shit about small children lost <laughs> in town. It's like she needs some reason to care about this small child, and I can only <laughs> imagine somebody going Neil like, "Doesn't mean she cares about children." <laughs> just, well, I, I'm imagining that exact conversation happening where they're like, some exec was like, "Oh, she needs a reason to care about this kid." And everyone's like, well, she's a human being. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, make it because no. she's a female cop. And it's like, okay. we're not human beings. We don't understand. <laughs> as a as oh. a male non-cop, if I saw a small girl lost in a town, I'd be like, hey, go fuck yourself, lady. <laughs> you on your own, kid. <laughs> oh, I, I did. And then as you get, as, as, as you go from the bottom of the hotel and after the part of the nurses that we are talked about, I did like it when she gets to the room and you see Alessa and then you see the nurse, which is essentially the nurse from the first, from the first game. Yeah. That part was cool. That's the part I was talking about with the weird ADR. Like that scene looks really good, and also they do a really subtle thing with um, Rose's clothing, where it changes. Like she gets covered in blood earlier, and then at that point, her clothing is just completely red. Like it's yeah. she's changed clothing entirely to like clean red clothing. And I don't know if that I assume that was like a very intentional thing. Like part of me was like, is this just a like, we don't have the money to bloody up these clothes, so we're just going to buy red clothes. See, I was wondering <laughs> when she got that bloody that her entire outfit turned red. Yeah, I think it's like she's meant to, to her clothing changes to red because it's meant to be this, like, imagery related to Alessa, and she's kind of, like, turned to to help Dark Alessa, which works. It's it's one of those things that would be really good if this was a more subtle movie. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's when things start taking a different turn. Like things are even less real than they were before. Like you see, the nurse has no eyes because it yeah. does that pan. Well, they hide it for like five minutes. You're know, like, we get it. Her face is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought. I, I figured there'd be no face. Like there's nothing there. <laughs> no and face then... from Studio Ghibli. That'd be weird. <laughs> and Princess, then... not Princess Mononoke. What fucking movie is that? And then they infect her. Weird away. Weird away. 
yeah. good movie. Then they infect her with like Alessa's blood or something or whatever the hell they Alessa, did. Alessa like absorbs into her so that she can sneak into the church later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I had also thought I and, and that's when the movie really like because you know it's kind of gory, but that's when when you get to the church scene when she comes back, she confronts them. They burn Laurie at the stake, which, which is a up. very good scene and how uncomfortable it is. It was very yeah. uncomfortable. like I was because it looked like it didn't even she was even that close to the fire, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, her face is popping. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that's realistic <laughs> yeah, though. She's just being held she was like that close to the fire. Yeah, she's above a giant raging fire though, so she's just getting roasted. Like it's it's uh, really uncomfortable. She's not directly being burned. It's just like the radiating heat of the fire. I always thought that scene was really uncomfortable. It was, mm-hmm. and then you I, and then they're gonna put movie. the girl. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'll give this movie 10 points because it actually shows Alessa getting burned, and oh, that yeah. was very unsettling as well. Yeah, this, again, this movie has so much good imagery. <laughs> and you could tell they wanted to make this, like, subtle movie with no fucking story. That would have been really awesome. It would have just been, like, nothing. But it would have been, like, a David Lynch film, and they just, they wouldn't let him do it. It wasn't too unsettling. I mean, it was a little unsettling during the beginning, but it's really that second half when it gets. No, because the first half is just building atmosphere. And then the second, like the the third act of the movie is when shit goes bonkers. And then like, unless it has like barbed wire, she's like a barbed wire bender. Like, what is that? (laughs) That whole part. Like, where'd she even come from? She comes out of uh, Rose. Because she absorbs oh. into Rose because Rose can go into the church, but she can't. So she, she like hides herself. Version of herself. Yeah, it's thirty years later. So she's yeah. thirty-seven after she's so been she's burned. Still alive? Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. She's she's kept herself alive in the bottom of the hotel. It's implied like the nurse is taking care of her. And, it actually she, shows her like more developed as a woman too. Yeah, like she's not like a little girl. Yeah, but it doesn't show her directly, which I like. It kind of just like flash it. You get like like little glimpses of her through the the curtains. Where she's like clearly an adult woman that's just super fucked up. Because it was, yeah. was it essentially the fire happened the same? The fire that cursed the town is essentially when they burned her alive, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is what we I mentioned earlier, where Silent Hill was created rather than having this ambiguous existence. This movie answers that question for some reason by saying they burned Alessa as a child and they fucked it up and like she kind of had this split. It turns out she was a witch. She had this like split where her dark half like caused this uh, building to start burning, and this whole town caught on fire as a result. And okay. she was, um, or rather, like this, like she got, she, they fucked up burning her. They couldn't kill her, and so she goes to the hospital, and that's when she encounters like Dark Alessa, and kind of, it's like Dark Alessa's again, kind of a devil, kind of, yeah, kind of this evil, evil manifestation of something, Cthulhu or whatever. The other part I didn't understand were all like the survivors in the church were they all trapped in like a different dimension then because like you think that the cop who went to the town that they would see these people because there was like what well, had to be like fifty people running around the town they are caught in like purgatory essentially oh okay. yeah um she she traps them there yeah the idea oh. is that like as when the town when she uh when she like met with Dark Alessa and kind of formed some pact or whatever that. Yeah, everybody in the town was, or I should say, most people in the town were kind of transported into this like purgatory world where okay. they weren't really alive. They thought they were alive, but they weren't really alive. They weren't dead. They were just in this area where Alessa could torture them. Well, that's why um, they don't age. Yeah, that's why they don't age, and that's why like they there's this kind of like weird idea of time where they talk about like oh, our elders, elders, and Christelle's been around the whole time, but she acts like it's been like a hundred years. Okay, that was that part. Those parts were confusing me, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah, that's the part that doesn't make any (laughs) sense because Alessa is she has them all trapped in purgatory to punish them, but she can't truly punish them because she can't get into the church. So it's like religion is their religion is some kind of power against her. That's that's the other thing. I mean, like I I hate like I mean they did a good job with the cultists and how they're like this whole idea (laughs) that they all are. Yeah, and how you know, and they're wor- you know they're worshiping you know, and be like, oh, is this gonna save? And you're a sinner. You should be like murdered in terrible ways and all that type of bullshit. I mean, that that was interesting though. Like, I it definitely yeah. was interesting. Kind of the Salem witch trials type idea. It would have been way more interesting if they didn't have all the dialogue and it was just a lot of like imagery of like, oh, they're in this, they're in this. I, I'm gonna say imagery and 
lack of dialogue about a hundred times in this review. But <laughs> you have like old fashioned yeah. silent movie. Yeah, if it was like a yeah, if it was like a silent movie where they're just like you just see the church and you see that like Alessa can't get it. Like it, there would be a great Pyramid scene of like basically. Pyramid Head's like knocking on the door and he can't get in rather than just kind of giving up. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> the sense that he's just like throwing, he throws the skin at the church and you're like, oh, that's Pyramid Head just being a dick. Rather than like, oh, that's him saying like, fuck you, I can't get into your church, but here's here's a gift. Here's a gift of skin. <laughs> here's your dead daughter. Yeah, they need like to have a scene of like Alessa staring at the church or like trying to get in and she couldn't get like step on the first steps or there's something to say like to just solidify that idea because yeah it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. like if they just had something like that it would have made more sense but as it stands it's like eh, like she's got this in this this area she's got them as an alternate world but she doesn't control every aspect of her own alternate world which was <laughs> like, strange maybe their faith does have some kind of like magic to it i don't know yeah, that part kind of got got me confused too. And then, like the whole scene when she, after she finally gets in in the church, and she gets all the barbed wire, and she just, I mean, that's when the movie really. When the movie turns into Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Hellraiser, by the way. Oh man. But it's uh, good. It's pretty good. Re- the movie. I they mean, also they do a lot with barbed wire and Hellraiser. Yes, they do. I mean, he ripped those people apart. Oh, yeah. It's just it goes like off the rails in the best way. Where I mean, I it's, think just, it's, it's wholesale murder. Just like, fuck all you assholes. I mean, especially this the woman, especially story, the, bitch. Especially the lead, the, the lead cultist woman that had been the one that had sentenced her to death. Oh, God, earlier. yeah. They went full evil dead on her. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. She, she, oh, God. She gets I mean, the worst kind of death. If, I mean, yeah, like, if, if anyone I, doesn't recall, Evil Dead, there's a part with trees yes. and a branch. This one doesn't use trees and a branch. It uses barbed wire. <laughs> this makes the tree preferable. Yeah. <laughs> the tree, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just brutal. And Tiffany's like, where did that go? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. You no. know, imagine that scene in a movie without dialogue. But that's just <laughs> yeah. like, you're just watching all this stuff happen. And then that's how the fucking movie ends. And you're like, what the fuck? Then it just shoots up her mouth. It goes all the way through her body, out her mouth. And they're like, ah, I split her in half. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's pouring out of her. Like, it looks like uh, the thing. It looks like the thing's, like, spawning out of a body. It was, <laughs> it's just super it's creepy. Brutal. So, oh, man. It's so creepy. It's so unnerving. I feel like there should have been more blood, though. Uh, probably, yeah. Well, there's just, like, red mist everywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I mean, that part like, was... uh, like, the end of the set where the chick walks out and she, you can't even see her. She's just nothing but blood. It would be kind of like a fun little combination out of Rose and Alessa or Sharon walking out of town just both completely soaked that would have been more accurate than what i mean they look mostly i mean rose was kind of covered but i think alessa was mostly or Karen was mostly <laughs> I feel like it was just her clothing. It wasn't like yeah her well clothing. rose was just wearing like they they legitimately changed her clothing to red clothing strange like they got rid of the blood and they just made her wear red clothing but i feel I like I'll, that's that was just a thing they didn't have enough money for fake blood. Or I think that's when she really starts. Like she's at that part of the movie, I feel like she's no longer in the world anymore at all. Well, it's, especially yeah. The implication is that like that's when she's kind of given over to like Alessa's power. Yeah, and like she's she, dead too. She's now a yeah. She's now like a tool of Alessa rather than a, a person. Yeah. I mean, like after you have that that tragic scene or a brutal scene, I should say, and then they leave. The, then they get in the yeah. car, the car starts, they drive to where the bridge is no longer there, and then they cross, the, the bridge all of a sudden reappears, which made sense, it fits Silent Hill, she drives home, Sean Bean's character had finished his little nothing quest, and he's at yeah. home now. And they were there, but they weren't there. Yeah, that part like, completely confused so me. are they, like, dead? Are yeah, they, I, they should have just cut that part out of the movie. Yeah. It's like, the movie should just end with them leaving town. I couldn't tell if it was like a time-lapse thing. Like where he was there at a different time. That's what I thought, but then he goes and he sees the doors open and nobody's there and there's no car and that's when I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Plus, when you see her in the house, everything looks muted. Like the colors are a little yeah, duller like than Silent they... Hill. Yeah, they I think. Like well, I think what happens is she. Yeah. Perfect ending would be her driving to the town because she calls. She calls him when she's on her way back, and the phone's all fucked up. That should have been the ending where it's like she's still in Silent Hill. If you yeah, wanted to have her leave, like do that. But yeah, her like showing up in the house and him looking for it. It's like, yeah, they're in like a different, different reality. She's still in Silent Hill, even though she's left the town somehow. <laughs> it's confusing. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't understand it. I was, I was hoping maybe you I did. I just thought they were dead and it was like their ghost. Yeah. I think it's just she's still stuck in the purgatory world of Silent Hill. But in the world of Silent Hill, you're not supposed to be able to leave the town. So it's yeah, like, so eh, I, I don't really know what's going on there. Like, Alessa's allowed her to leave, but she's still stuck in Alessa's world. And Alessa's with her. So I, I guess it's like, this is going to be my my complete Hail Mary here to figure this out. But I think it's like Alessa, who is now Sharon. Like, Sharon has embodied... Sharon is now embodying both Alessa, good Alessa, and bad Alessa. She's become, like, the ultimate Alessa being. She's just, like, existing in this world with Rose as a kind of surrogate mother. Her final form. Yeah, her final form. <laughs> She's... <laughs> don't do it, Stuart. Don't make another Dragon Ball reference. You can go one episode without doing it. <laughs> We haven't yet. Not lately, at least, since I've been keeping but track. I thought it wasn't an episode unless it happened. That's, that's, that seems to be how it works here. Oh. And she becomes Alessa Zikai. Uh... I do have one question I want to read, though, from because I did ask some people for questions. Um, most people, like, it was very 50-50 with this movie. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people hated it. <laughs> Much like the Revelations. Seems to be very negative, everything around. Even Revelations has a 7% Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> There are Uwe Boll movies that have higher scores than that. <laughs> oh, and this uh-huh. is one from... The one question I do want to read is from Angel Johnson. Why do you think they had to fuck the story so hard? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, studio interference. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, especially after what Stefan said early on, that makes perfect sense. Like, everything yeah. was... If you took out all the Sean Bean parts, you could really have cut it down and put any actor in it. It didn't need to be, you know, a big actor like they had with Sean Bean. <laughs> I think just, leave Sean Bean, though, because... The fact that he doesn't die is really funny. That was, but... He's in, he's in a horror movie where he doesn't die. The, the one movie where he stays alive. <laughs> he doesn't do anything in this movie. He goes to the town. I just kept seeing Game of Thrones. That's all I saw. Yeah. He walks around. He says a few things. He gets in trouble. Gets arrested. Would it be a better I mean, movie he was... if he was just his character from Game of Thrones walking around like, like Alessa's coming? Alessa's <laughs> <laughs> coming. Oh, that could almost well... work. He's I just, have seen the he opens sequel. his mouth and it's just the air horn. <laughs> I have seen the sequel and he I don't does more in there, yet. but yeah, but it's really he. I think he does die in the sequel. I don't think so. he does. I think Malcolm McDowell is in the sequel and he dies. I think I don't. Uh, it's been a that long time. So terrible. Or yeah. no, does he get killed right at the beginning? Because the second one, it's like the second one. He changes his name right from Christopher DeSilver mm-hmm. to Harry Mason. Yeah, and like okay, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> now you maybe want to watch the second movie. It to- it's so bad. It's like it's all the it's all the terrible dialogue of the first movie and none of the interesting imagery. <laughs> like none of the good camera work. It's all just really there's like maybe two good shots. And Ooh. it's just boring and bad and dumb. I mean, I think I mean like I I feel like, you know, someone who hadn't played the game before, if you came into this movie, like that's one I think it's like it's an interesting movie for the most part. I mean, I don't. It's not my style of movie because I don't watch these type of things normally. I, I felt it was interesting for the most part. Like, the, like you you said before, the imagery was very cool. They did a good job with the sound, with the sound, and the way that the movie made you feel for the most part. And you're mo- and I was mostly creeped out for the majority of this movie. There's a good job good of that movie in there. There's a really good movie in there, and I mean, like the the director of this movie, he actually like he was actually like trying to get the rights to make it for like. Five years, I think. And he was, I think eventually I read something like he he, he eventually like sent in an interview he did. He like videoed himself doing an interview, a fake interview, and sent it to Konami to like explain why that he should get the rights to make this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like really impressed. So they're like, screw it. Yeah, here you go. There you go. That's Konami. Like he had this great, uh, I think he like the the screenwriter, his town, his dad was like a a minor like it had this really really good crew that all like really cared about what they were doing but something happened along the lines and it's just like people got involved and changed things and eh, it turned out to be really shitty <laughs> yeah. yeah i do want right. to say one more quick thing about the sequel though that i think is very funny uh mm-hmm. sean beans in it and so is kit carrington Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like the weird <laughs> boyfriend character. And he uses his real accent. Yeah. yeah. 
No? I don't know. Oh. What about what? Him? What accent does he have? He's British or something. He's a, he has a London accent. Talking London. Yeah. yeah, he has a uh, he has a London accent, which is like you should just look it up. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about the real Silent Hill? Sure, uh, we can do that. Up, which I always wanted to visit. <laughs> Me too. Let's go. Let's go. go. Let's go. It's you don't live that far from it, though. Real no, I bad. don't. It's like I've 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 checked before. It's like four hours away from me. Ooh. And then we can That's do cool. an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, let's just go. If film. we make it back, we'll go. To, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed in anymore. <laughs> I think you were like ten years ago, but I want to say, I want to say they've started like sectioning it off because the town is actually in danger of collapsing in and of itself now. Wow. I mean, let's still go. I, I mean, if I'm going to die, dying in Does Centralia, Pennsylvania would be an awesome way to go. <laughs> How great would it be? I'm like, of course, it's not. It's pretty terrible to die. What but happened? How did he die? He died in Silent Hill. <laughs> he died in Silent Hill. How awesome would that be? Oh, would that be on your gravestone? He died in Silent Hill. Yeah, it would just be some quote from the game or something. <laughs> like no, it'd be a series of like numbers, and the numbers would be coordinates to Centralia, and everyone'd be like, "What the fuck does this mean?" <laughs> it'd be like it'd be the girl. coordinates of Centralia, Pennsylvania, and then underneath it would just say like "Save Alessa." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we should. Any any final thoughts you guys want to say on the, on the movie before we do our? Yes. Are we gonna do pawn or pass? Uh, I just want to mention the imagery again because it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> If I could just so say we, image B 30 more times in this review. I think okay, that'd be... I'm going <laughs> to. All right. We, and we normally always call it shelf or box in the regular. But for this one, we're going to, with it being movies, we're going to call it, are you going to pawn it off? Or are you going to pass it on to someone else to watch? Changing it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tiffany, why don't you go first? I'll pass it on or keep it. I mean, I really liked it. I'd never seen it before. It'll go on my collection. <laughs> Cool. Mike is going to pawn it. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. Mike is going to pawn it. Yeah, I never I've <laughs> got it. Well, it wasn't a bad movie, but it's not my kind of movie. I don't have any desire to ever watch this movie again. <laughs> I enjoyed parts of it, and I enjoyed like watching it. Wire? No. no I don't like any kind of horror movie, either. right? But, I mean, this is the guy who, the only horror movie I watched when I was a kid was Stephen King's It, and I was terrified of everything else. Like, I haven't even <laughs> seen... A, ch- a child's play movie. I've never really seen anything but Jason X. I can't remember that. Now's the that. time they were making uh, child's play. I mean, I just, yeah. Child's um, play was never that scary. It's more just goofy and just weird. Like, it's kind of like the know, later Friday the 13th movies where it's like uh, schlocky and funny. No, because oh. we had the My Buddies out right at that time. Do you remember the My Buddies? You're all too young. I'm old. I'm sorry. Well, Stefan's close to our age, to my age. <laughs> the My Buddies. Uh, yeah, we were yeah. born the same year. Oh yeah, the My Buddy doll. That's the one, buddy. the one Chucky's based off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sister. <laughs> All right, um, Stefan, how about you? Okay, the way I'm gonna describe <laughs> this movie. The big sigh. <laughs> 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 All right, the way I'm gonna describe this movie to everyone, I'm gonna use a little analogy. <laughs> uh, when you go to the gas station, uh, you get a scratcher, and let's say Silent Hill is the scratcher. You paid two bucks to get it. You start scratching it. You got hope in you that it, there's something good underneath as you scratch the surface and you keep scratching to find something good. And at the end of it, you find out that you only just won your $2 back. That is Silent Hill. That's a pretty you, you good just... And then with that $2, you go back in the gas station, buy another scratcher because Silent Hill 2, the sequel, Silent Hill Revelations, and then you lose on that scratcher. <laughs> that's like you go back in to buy a scratcher and you get mugged and someone spits in your face yeah <laughs> that's how somebody that's steals it somebody steals it <laughs> so, um, uh, it's, it turns out it's like a million dollar winner but somebody steals it and then gets hit by a boss and you can't find it you're like ah yeah. well <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> yeah so that's that's the way I would put this movie and uh, I would pawn it burn it destroy it <laughs> that was uh, funny we were we were talking about doing this. You were like, "Oh, you were just you were like, oh, like very unhappy. Like, do we have to do this? Do we have to do this movie." Uh, it has some cool. It has like maybe one or two cool moments that I love, but that's not enough 
to win me over for this movie. Yeah, I, think I don't know. Movies that we're going to do are not going to win you over. Cause I know I, I have other movies I want to do and you're not excited about either. Like there are yeah. very few great video game movies. <laughs> yeah. And I think, if, one. I think Silent Hill is one of the better ones. Though. Yeah. It's definitely one of the, mm. it's definitely one of the more competent ones. I don't know if I'd say it's, yeah. but the, I think it's in the middle. Like they put a lot of thought into it being like the video game. I mean, it's better than like Dead or Alive, which is like softcore porn. It's certainly better than Tekken. Did you guys know they made a Tekken movie? It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's yeah. It it was reviewed by like four people, and that's it. Tekken's a fighting game. Yeah, it's. I know of it. I've never seen it. I know Tekken a a movie of it. I, I we're, we might have <laughs> to track that down. Totally. And it, this is a fighting series that has a big bear as one of the characters. I don't know if it's in the movie. I've never seen the movie. Or, I think oh, Bandai yeah. Namco like disowned it. They were like, "Yeah, we're we're not related to this movie anymore." <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Stuart, Stuart, how about you for um, honor, uh, honor, whatever we're gonna call this? Um, <laughs> I I'm gonna keep it because I do like aspects of this movie. There is a good movie in Silent Hill. You you have to watch this movie with like a certain eye and say like like you have to be you have to be imagining what the vision was supposed to be. I think. What do you think of the imagery? I really like the imagery. I didn't like the dialogue. Um, Yeah, but just like the the like spacing of certain shots and just how everything was filmed and like the more subtle elements of it. The building of the atmosphere that's all really really good it's so disappointing because it's like if it was just bad it'd be fine if it was just a terrible bad movie i'd be like okay yeah i'm not it's it's not gonna haunt me but because there's parts of it that are so good it's just a bigger disappointment exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's like i really i there are parts of it i like i want to love what this movie was supposed to be and I'm just I'm gonna have to hold on to it for that because you just you know, close your eyes whenever Sean Bean comes on the screen and wait till he goes away and you know might like getting, uh, to build off of Stefan's analogy. It's like it's like being really really hungry and getting a, getting like a just a cheesy greasy McDonald's hamburger and then somebody spills a paint on it. You're like, well, <laughs> I haven't eaten in like three days and I'm really hungry and I'm still gonna do it. I'm not gonna you, enjoy you just... it. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like being so like st- like like walking through the desert and somebody hands you an ice cream sandwich, and it's just like, oh, this is great. And it's like, yeah, but it's full of maggots too. And you're like, oh, well, it's the only thing I have. Protein. <laughs> it's protein. It's very odd. And uh, yeah, I like stuff in analog. Analog. I cannot say that word. Analog. <laughs> yes. Analog works. Is analog. That's technically correct. <laughs> you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. No. Um, All right. I think we should wrap this one up. No, oh. Oh, never mind. One more thing. Tiffany wants to say. <laughs> um, I need to give a shout out to someone from our Twin Cities groups because she helped me hash through the difference between the games. So I understood what y'all were saying. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> nice. you good. have to say the name for me. What's yeah. y'all's Twin City? <laughs> Minnesota Twin Cities Geeks is called the group. Wow. I think you have Sister City, not Twin Cities. <laughs> Shit. I'm probably going to butcher her name, but I think it's Ains- Ainsley or Ansley. Yeah, I have no idea what you're Ansley or Ainsley, thank you for helping me out. And I'm hoping that she will come on if you guys do Revelation. We probably that's, will. That's Steph like, ass. I might be sick that day. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us will want to, but I mean. I've never seen Revelation. I mean, it also depends. Like, if anyone's listening to this, if you enjoyed this movie, enjoyed listening to us talk about this movie. Yeah. Let us know and keep downloading. Get other people down to download it. And if it does good, we're definitely going to do more of these if yeah. you guys are I'd be enjoying super happy to talk about more video game movies. So yeah. there's a few I really want to talk like, about. I mean, like Max Payne exists. That's out there. Never oh, seen it. Yeah. The first Resident Evil, I consider to be like good one movie. of the best. Yeah, that's one of the best video that's game movies. That's the only one I mm-hmm. like. The first one. They're all good. I like oh, wait, I say uh, out loud. <laughs> Me to watch them. I will defend to the death the first Hitman. The first Hitman movie is great. It's so good. With Peter Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant, sorry. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Oliphantastic. Yeah. He's really awesome. 
Yeah, so I mean, so if you guys like this, we we are thinking about doing more. We might do a poll in some of the groups and then see what you guys think would like you like to watch us su- watch next when we suffer with. Yes. Please pick Hitman or Street Fighter or Super Mario Brothers. Um, Street Fighter is coming definitely later. I think it's gonna be July. We're gonna do. I guess we'll say it on here. We're gonna do a special okay. with Trash Talk with that. Okay, sweet. I yeah. want to do. We're gonna do Street Fighter the movie and Street Fighter the movie the game and talk about all that. Wait, what? Yeah. uh, For people listening, for people listening, we can't say this enough. These episodes, bonus episodes, really depend on how well they do if we're gonna keep doing them. So, and we want to keep doing them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, These are like pretty easy to make, and they're really fun to talk about, and we just enjoy doing them. So, please like us. We'll get better at it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give us more time. We're not used to talking about movies. We're used, used to games. And it, so I got. I'm used say to that. just yelling about movies at at people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if we ever watch Roadside Picnic, me and Stefan could just have a beer, mute the microphone, and Stuart could just talk and talk and talk. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the Resident Evil episode, basically. <laughs> Resident Evil episode will be the. Yeah. You you like you guys are just quietly muting your mics and walking away. I'm just like, and Marilyn Manson worked on it, and he wasn't even in soundtracking at that point. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Please, if you guys, oh, you guys, anything you guys want to plug first? Okay. Mm-mm. As no. we said before, we do I am working still... this week though because I am finally off of school. So <laughs> this week will be a lot of uh, well, a lot of trying to get a bunch of personal work done. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I'll have something to plug soon. Okay. I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, our awesome opening and outro you'll be listening to came courtesy of Bulby, Mike Stoney. Um, It is the song is uh, God with the cool kid squad from the EP bite the bullet. I really should write this down one day. You should take a look to his YouTube channel. I think I would. This is bonus. This doesn't count. Okay. (laughs) Please follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're We're professionals. Sure we are. (laughs) Not yet. Getting there. Not yet. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. You guys have a wonderful night. Go watch Silent Hill. Bye. Bye. And if you're an asshole, go watch Silent Hill Revelation. <laughs> <laughs>